Welcome to Scream Masters with me, Bav. And me, Fluff. And uh, today on the show, we are going to be taking a slight detour in our normal journey mm. and are going to be discussing actually YouTube as a platform and whether we should consider it uh, among the streaming platforms like Netflix and Disney and such as, you know, it does produce original content. And as we will be looking, there are particular creators on there uh, creating some very cinematic uh, content, um, which, you know, I, I personally, I believe, needs to be considered at least alongside uh, some traditional television shows. Uh, but first, I would like to turn to some words, and it's the words of Josh Abrams. And I will say, listening to the radio, I feel so out of place. There's a certain something missing that the treble can't erase. I know you can tell but just by looking at my face. A word about my weakness. I'm totally addicted to bass. Whoa, whoa. I mean, you do, absolutely you do love no rarer than fair. I just yeah. heard it the other day and it's stuck in my head. So. Yeah, I mean, you you do love a little bit of bass, don't you? Oh, I do love a little bit of bass. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I know quite what like I that song. Yeah. <laughs> stuck in my head for about two days now so <laughs> all right okay. one of day. those just gets stuck in your head and you've just got to say yeah, yeah. it and get it out there and hopefully it'll it'll clear the, the mind okay i'll get that yeah it was like spotify make me feel 10 years younger know, <laughs> step from 2010 or something and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um so let's get into the admin uh if you want to join the conversation you can go over to facebook.com forward slash the screen masters you can send us a message you can follow the page we do updates and things over there uh if twitter is your thing you can go to twitter.com forward slash the sm underscore pod or at us at the sm underscore pod uh if you want to use the more traditional methods of email you can contact us at the screen masters at gmail.com and finally, if you want to go back and look over any of the YouTube stuff we did back in the day, uh, pre-COVID, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-COVID, was it? Christ, yeah. It was COVID that stopped us doing yeah. that, wasn't it? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over Seems a year like ago such now. such a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, you can go to bit.ly forward slash byteback.yt, and the byte is spelt as a computer byte, not a food byte. I always wondered about that. Yeah, I know. So did everyone else. <laughs> not. They're all sitting there going, for fuck's sake, if you say that thing about the fucking computers again, <laughs> I'm going to fucking slap hey, you. Hey, you've, you've got a spiel, you know. That, That's it, it By now, if, if, you, if you've been listening for, for all of this for, for as long as you have, just accept the spiel because, you know, it's, it's just part We're of We're really crap on that, aren't we? I was thinking the other day, I don't know how long we've been doing this now. Oh, no, I've lost track. At least two it years. It must be probably. getting towards two years. but Yeah, I, about two years now. I got no idea, actually, no. because if i try and track the times according to our current hosting thing we only uploaded our first episode in like 2019 or something yeah uh, whereas actually yeah it's it was uh, way before change, that yeah. on a totally different platform so i can't see when that one was uploaded oh well if yeah. you've stuck with us since go the back start and, look, and you're with us now exactly you poor 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 fools i will have to do it at some point go back and look at the original recording date oh, it, it, oh god yeah like work uh, out review how that. far we are yeah, God, we were a little bit, a uh, little bit scratchy to start with, I believe. A little bit scratchy. 
Yeah, you know. We oh, learned, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, we've had no end of sound issues as we've gone yeah, through yeah. this because we're not sound people. But there we go. Our fabulous editor gave us some advice, and I think we've been okay since then. So shout out to Mark, by the way. Hello, buddy. Um, so, yes, go on then. Well, you know what I've got to talk about this time because we yeah, say I'll, last I'll, episode, I'll be so. brief because uh, let, let's face it, I think yours are probably going to chew up a little bit more time. <laughs> Three and a half um, pages. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll we'll we won't be here for the next hour just discussing that. Anyway, no, uh, no I've I've genuinely not been watching anything new uh, of late. Uh, again, back into a bit of a gaming binge uh, with with yourself and the lovely Baggy. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not been as much viewing for me on new stuff. Anyway, obviously I'm always got something like always sunny or something like that on the background if i'm cooking and, and and doing stuff like that nothing nothing really new the only thing that i'm gonna say and uh hopefully once the the, the second season is done we'll review uh mythic quest now i don't know how friday nights have become very important viewing for me now because when i say that is because somehow we've gone from the sci friday which i was out in a good few months ago where i had things like discovery um and expanse was on and then we got into wonder vision yeah uh then we got you know falcon and the winter soldier and like invincible i think as well suddenly so i've had this luxury of friday night entertainment and mythic quest has continued that trend uh, and then some some extremely funny... I mean, I sit here and laugh my ass off at this stuff, and my neighbours must think I'm fucking bonkers. Um, but some really emotional, poignant stuff. This last week, this this current week's episode, uh, all, all I can re- all I really say on that is it covers the, ba- the backstory or the history of uh, CW, who is played by the wonderful uh, F. Murray Abraham. Uh, and it covers his backstory, and... Oh, it's just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I can't rave enough how much I'm loving this show. Uh, and, and Poppy Lee. Oh, God, that girl. Oh, beautiful Charlotte Nicardo. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's it. I'm just going to rave about Mythic Quest, but hopefully we're going to do a review of that in the in the few months, weeks, whenever we get around to recording these things uh, in, in the future. Uh, that's me. Take it away, Zack oh, Snyder it? lover okay. person. So, <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go. We're, we're going to dive into a little bit of Zack Snyder time then. Okay. I've lost six and a half hours to that man over the yeah. last few weeks. Yeah. And I'm I'm not letting that just be me. So you're all coming along for the fucking journey. Yeah. Fun with that. So, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, four and a half years in the making which only occurred to me when it actually came up because the original mm-hmm. was 2017. And was it worth it? Well, so there's there's many parts to this, really. So I'll start with my thoughts on the movie as its own, on its own. Like, so no comparison to the original sort of Joss Whedon finished version. Mm. I like the portrayal of some of the characters. Uh, Wonder Woman's good. Uh, I like the character of Batman, even though I'm not a huge fan of Ben Affleck. I do like the way they play the character, although they're all, you know, ridiculously violent in this universe and just, they must be murdering people. He, he just must be. Um, um, and I like the Flash. Um, but a lot of that is because they've had more time to flesh out some of the characters because you've added an extra hour and a half onto the film. 
the story is basically half an Infinity War. Whereas they've got to collect three boxes and Marvel had to collect three stones. So it, it's not that original, but then again, it's a uh, kind of a collaborative comic book movie. So it's, yeah. You I mean, they always just refer to it as a no. MacGuffin, don't they? It's it, exactly. always a MacGuffin. I go back. There's, there's how many of these films have a MacGuffin at the central core? Oh, yeah, of it? yeah. Know, absolutely, it, it absolutely. That's what I mean. It's, it's you, you can't really judge it on that too much, but uh, uh, yeah. Um, I find I don't know how, but some of the VFX and the CG, uh, particularly for Steppenwolf and Cyborg, they just look terrible. And I, I, I thought this in the original. Um, uh, particularly Steppenwolf, because he it, it, he wants all the tiny little... Uh, right, let me start again. So, they look awful. Why? Because it's classic Snyder, okay? Steppenwolf is not only shiny and reflective because it looks cool, um, but there's too much light, or rather there's too many rays for the VFX team to try and trace from this glittery shiny and and like it's got so many intricate moving parts that that keep just moving very slightly like birds feathers would and it just means that you can't track the light properly so what happens is the uncanny valley effect and he pops out of the screen and is blatantly obvious that he shouldn't be there which again just makes the fucking vfx look shit um I mean, maybe the, 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 uh, maybe the physical computing power of the systems can't pull off all those rays coming off those those lights and the little spikes and the lights that are constantly moving. Um, Cyborg's head sometimes doesn't look like the metal part is actually big enough to fit Ray Fisher's head inside it. It sometimes look like looks like his head is half smaller on one side. It's really weird. Um. I mean, let's, let's be honest, mostly it's classic Snyder. It's style over substance with slow-mo, you know, like JJ and his lovely lens flare. So here's an example for you of, because of, I, I say with Snyder, it's mostly style over substance. And, um, you know, if you look back at something like 300, that was all style over substance, but it didn't matter really because the story itself didn't have a huge amount of substance. It was yeah, I mean, the, the three hundred men is, is three hundred men defending holding themselves. a pass exactly right a film around it. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. then you've got to just make it cool and stylish to extend the runtime. And it was, you know, I like that film. It fitted it because I didn't have to think too much. Yeah, but they're trying to make you think in this and it just doesn't go with it. So anyway, here's an example of what I mean by this this style over substance thing, right? There's a bit in the film where Aquaman uh, arrives on a fishing trawler that's sinking at sea to save a bloke, right? So when he arrives on the boat, he is fully clothed. He's got a t-shirt on and trousers. He saves the bloke and then uh, appears at like a, a pub on the mainland near to where this bloke uh, went out to sea. Uh, drops him back at the bar, uh, grabs a bottle of whiskey, walks out of the bar and heads back to the quay so that he can go back to the sea. However, before he actually jumps up back into the sea, and bear in mind that all of this is happening and there's massive waves crashing against the beach, making some very dramatic scenes. Before he jumps back in, he takes his T-shirt off, downs his bottle of whiskey, and then there's two huge crescendo crashy waves and then he's gone why did he take the t-shirt off 
Because <laughs> it was wet. Like, I know it's a stupid <laughs> thing to say, right? But it's to make it look cool. Mm-hmm. That's why he did it. Because he wanted Jason Momoa to look as cool as he possibly fucking could jumping back into the sea. And I don't disagree that it makes him look cool. My point is, it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't mean anything. It, 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 it It's blatantly nothing to do with the story. You just want it to look cool. Like, if you wanted that to happen anyway, why did he have his t-shirt on in the first place when he's swimming at sea? Why would he have a t-shirt on when he's swimming in the sea? I don't understand. Um, Obviously, it's too long. I watched it over two nights. But I do feel like I cared more about Cyborg and Flash in particular, as their character arcs earlier in the movie have had more time to breathe. Um, I also think that the chapter format, because it's broken up into six chapters and an epilogue, uh, I really think that that works for it, and I think it helps. But I only mean that in as terms of you can get to the end of the third thing just before the fourth one starts and go, right, I'm going to bed now and I'll pick this up tomorrow. Um, Why it's in... uh, It's not in widescreen. It's in 4 by 3 ratio. Mm-hmm. No matter where you watch it. And I have no idea why that's the case. Not a clue. I don't know what the decision-making process was behind that. Um, I mean... So, I mean, it's okay. I, I wasn't bored. Uh, that's about all I can say. If I do want to do some comparison to the 2017 version, I do think it's better. I do think it's better than the 2017 version because the 2017 version was uh, so blatantly uh, a hodgepodge of different ideas. It it wasn't one consistent idea and and thought and narrative and tone throughout the whole film. You know, you always had these bits bits of clearly bits of Joss where he'd rewritten the script to make it a bit more quippy or he'd is the, um, put a family in the middle of the desert to try and show say, some is ground that, level stuff that's is, is that scene still there? That, that family... No, that whole thing okay, with, was wonder. Whedon trying to inject some heart and humanity and the sort yeah. of ground level what's going on. Like, think back to Avengers when they're yeah. fighting in New York and you see the you know building full of people that Cap has to go in and try and yeah. help out and stuff. That's what he's trying to do is, is show the ground level and what's happening to the people to give it some heart, to give you something to attach to, rather than, you know, CG parademons flying around all over the place and gods punching each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't work in that film. I, you know, it would have worked in one of his films, but it, it didn't work with the rest of what um, Zack Snyder had put around it. So it is better in terms of it, it hangs together because it doesn't have the heart and humanity. It's just got Zack Snyder's gritty, grainy style over substance thing all over it. All over it. However, the one last thing is I don't get why people are going nuts as nuts over it as you would think. I mean, I did hear that in the days released this, I believe it turned out to be false, but they were going to con- there was the potential of them continuing the Snyderverse and considering everything else they've got in production uh, an Elseworld story. Mm. What? That, no. Why the fuck would you do that? And it, it occurs to me that anyone, like, you know, there, there's people praising this, saying it's amazing, whatever, right? If you think that that is the version that had no tragedy struck Zack Snyder, 
if you think that that version now that's available on the streaming platforms would have been released in cinemas exactly as it stands now, you're you're a fucking moron. Mm -hmm. There's no way that that film wouldn't have been cut down to two and a half hours for release. Exactly the same as they did with Whedon's cut. Yeah. Because they won't release a four hour movie like that. That's that's it's it's a passion project. It's a it's an ego stroking thing it, it, I mean, and, and i how... don't mind that they let him finish it off i get that yeah, there was great I, I emotional resonance yeah. for him behind it yeah i but understand it make it a better yeah. film yeah that's it uh as you say i mean i'm not I'm, I'm i can only say so much because i haven't i haven't watched it and i don't plan on watching it and I've, we've had this debate with with a friend of ours and i'm i'm just still gonna stick by my uh fuck the the snyder cut pure and simply because i i, I don't think i mean okay i understand he wanted to finish the film because of certain personal tragedies, etc. I understand that. That now he's finished this film, move on. Like put that, put that in the past. Say that's it. That's what I've done. I'm going to move forward now. I needed to complete that for my own mental well-being or whatever it might be. I've put that in the past. Now I'm moving on. But this is the problem I'm having with it. He still hasn't shut the fuck up about it. Even after all these weeks. After it's been released, he's still talking about it like it's an ongoing thing. He keeps yeah, re- revealing... releasing background footage yeah. of the Green Lantern casting. Exactly. And I'm going to release this little snippet and I'm going to release this photo. Move on to your next project. Leave it the fuck alone. It's been, it's done. Warner have spent a shit ton of money on this film twice now. And it did, guess what? It did not top the HBO Max stuff at all. It did well, but it didn't top it by any stretch of the imagination for the amount of money that they've put in. Other things have done a lot better. Just move on now. Like, I'm fed up of hearing every week about, oh, well, if I'd have carried on and I'd have done this sequel, or, oh, yeah, I wanted the Green Lantern, and this is who I wanted cast, and this... Move on. Move on now. We've heard enough. It's been released. Move the fuck on. I don't need to see any more of this activity. I don't need to see another shot of a green screen in Zack Snyder's car park in his fucking mansion where they're shooting the film. That is not how films are supposed to be made. I'm sorry, but doing reshoots in your fucking car, uh, in your driveway, sorry, driveway of your mansion is not how a film is really supposed to be made with the significance of a huge budget with these characters, etc., etc. That's not how it's supposed to be made. Accept that your passion project is now done and move on, please. Mm, I totally agree. So we shall leave Justice League there. It's better than the 2017 version, but that is the very definition of damning with faint praise. Mm -hmm. So what else have you been watching? I thought, well, there's a new (laughs) Of the (laughs) Dead movie on Netflix. (laughs) And I like a a bit of old Batista. Oh, uh, Wolf for no, Mars! I'm not, not going to do it. Okay, no, is it Wolf for Mars? I can't remember. I always get it wrong. Wolf uh, for Mars, for Mars like inside this pit of danger. I was going to um, do it, but I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit groggy still. You know, having woken up a little while ago. I'm not. Yeah, we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. We'll we'll, we'll get back to the singing soon. Um. So yeah, I thought a new of the dead movie. Now, to be totally frank, I own. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake mm-hmm. from the early noughties, which was directed by Zack Snyder and written by James Gunn, no mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. And I very much like that film. I think it's a good updating of, of the Dawn of the Dead thing for the modern day. Yeah, I'm 50-50 so, on it, but yeah. 
uh, Army of the Dead. Fine. Essentially, what you've got is a little bit of Escape from L.A. mixed with uh, Dawn of the Dead mixed with Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, that's that sounds like the right. That's basically, yeah, it. That's, that's very good. Yeah, I like, yeah. So, Las Vegas has been hit by a zombie outbreak. Is a walled city. Uh, a Japanese businessman who owns a casino inside Las Vegas has already been paid the insurance money for all the money stored in his vault, and they're going to nuke Las Vegas uh, at the end of uh, well, at the end of a particular time, obviously, because that's our ticking clock. Um. And he wants Batista and co. to go in there, steal $200 million from inside his own vault, and then he'll give them $50 million of it, and he'll keep the rest. So, yeah, that's what we've got. Um, my first thought, because, again, let's address this. It's two and a half hours long. Two, two and a half hours long for a yeah. horror film is too long. I don't care who yeah. you are. I'm a fan of horror movies, and... I don't ever want to see a two and a half hour long horror movie, no, with, no. with rare exceptions. And even then, I'm, I'm a bit like, oh, it's a bit long. Um, I saw one the other year called Midsummer, which is a, a fab horror movie, but it lost me at times because it was so long. So two and a half hours, and then when I was watching this fucking thing, I was like, Jesus, we haven't even got going yet, and I feel like I've been sat here all day. So I checked the timer. This. Right, I've I've explained the premise to you there in what three minutes? You wouldn't have thought yeah. it takes that much fucking setup. What forty fucking 40, minutes? I was going to say forty-five to fifty minutes before they even see a zombie, probably. Or you fifty know, minutes, and zone, we're yeah. actually entering Las Vegas at fifty minutes. That's why it's two fucking half hours long. Zach, what are you doing? For fuck's sake! Ridiculous. There's a whole fucking subplot in there about the hierarchical structure of zombie society, as in there's like alphas and betas and this one and that. I was like, oh, fuck off. Instead, instead of, like, say, just showing it that you can see there's an alpha and you can see there's a beta yeah. and you can see the rest. Yeah. Instead of just visually showing that for a 30-second moment, which would explain that very thing, I'm assuming... Somebody goes into detail about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, uh, there's not, because uh, obviously there's one person with them who's, uh, uh, you know, cool and she goes in and out of the zone all the time. So she knows the structures and how things work. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no need for that level of complication. No need at all. Um, but it wants to chuck it in. But it does it all the time. Um, at around an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes, I would say this is maybe a three or four star film at a push. But two and a half hours, it's two stars. It's it's boring as piss. And there's so much wrong with it. There's there's excessive and unnecessary CG blood. And I don't mean that I don't like blood in films. That's fine. What I mean is when it's CG. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's blatantly yeah. CG. I know you what you mean. Yeah, obviously I know. Yeah, see it's yeah. CG'd. Um, uh, even the bullet flare, like, because I know that in the modern day they don't actually use blanks on very many film sets when they're shooting guns because things can still go wrong. So they have the gun designed to move like a normal gun would, and then they actually CG the bullet flare onto the end when the bullets get fired. But you can tell the difference if you watch. I think it was Corridor Crew. I watched VFX guys looking at some footage and pointing out where it's real bullets and where it's not or you know where it's blanks and where it's uh, cg 
Um, the dialogue is pathetic, as you've just hit on. Yes, it's not a very showy film. It's more of a telly film. Let's tell everyone what's going on. Honestly, I think Batista is terrible at times. Like some of his acting is just poor. And I, I, I know he's not a bad actor. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be something to do with, you know, it'll be the script or it's the director not quite getting the best out of him. I don't know, but he's not great. And nor are some of the other people in it as well. It, it, it's overly complicated. And I mean, I could go on, but I, I, yeah, that's enough. The, the, the one example I'll give you is there's a whole, there's a bit when they're trying to go into the heist. And there's like a, a room where they get into the vault and two of the characters are there trying to break through to the vault. And they look down and they see a crew of like four or five people, dead bodies, uh, who are all skeletal and stuff. But when he looks at them, they've all got a defining feature of the team on them. So one of them's wearing a necklace that the girl is wearing and one of them's wearing Batista's neck bandana thing. And the character like looks at it and recognizes that they're his team and then goes into a little thing about oh yeah well the, we could keep doing this and then we could go through and then it could turn out that it's actually like a, a time loop and we're just reliving this day over and over and over again blah 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 and dismisses it as like a, oh wouldn't that be ironic or wouldn't that be a piece of gimmickry it, never referenced again <laughs> never, I never noticed it again. Now, since then, again, because Zack Snyder won't shut up about a film once he's done it. Yeah, there have been interviews with him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, if you look, there the the characters also appear in other places. There's there's different versions. So in my head, they were always getting slightly further each time they did it. I was like, it's not I Groundhog should... Day. No, it's not Groundhog Day. It not never Palm says Springs it's either. Groundhog Day. It never tries to do that, no. but he thinks it does. No, it doesn't do that. What I took from that sequence, because that's the only time they're referenced. If the bodies turn up again, that is never referenced. It's only in this one point. What I took from that was the scriptwriter poking fun at movies that like to use these sort of time loop things mm-hmm. as a as a gimmick. But clearly, I'm fucking wrong. Anyway, yeah. that was a load of bullshit. Let's um... finish with something good before I'm done. Oh, well, hang on. J- just one comment on that. Uh, one, one thing I've read uh, as well, again, uh, uh, whether you'd uh, concur with this, I know that one of the actors within it had been recast because uh, some, uh, you know, usual wonderful uh, allegations came to light. Uh, pilot, I believe. Yeah, and it turns out he's a horrible piece of shit. Um, and so Tig Nataro uh, is, is replaced. Now, I love Tig. Um, I think she's fucking brilliant. She's been in so many things over the last few years. Um, she's she's an American comedian I don't didn't know anywhere near as much about because, you know, we don't see as much uh, general American TV, so to speak. Um, but she obviously appeared. She'd appeared in Community before, and she's obviously in Star Trek Discovery. And I love her character in Star Trek Discovery, just FYI. I don't think you've got to that. No, uh, but I don't she's think brilliant. I have, because I didn't know her from anything. I was like, yeah. who are you? You're quite cool, but I don't yeah, know who she, you are. Yeah, um, so I knew that she'd she'd come into this. Now, from everything that I've read, her all her scenes were really hard because she didn't actually shoot them with any of the cast because no. she was cast after. So there are scenes, from what I understand, where she's having a conversation uh, with Big Dave, and the light from Dave's kind of sunglasses you show in one direction, you look at her and the shadows and the light is completely in the opposite direction. Oh yeah. 
Uh, and there are certain things throughout the film where apparently, yeah, she's just quipping and, and lining and stuff like that, and it works, but she's not actually interacting with a goddamn single person. No, and there's I no, did... yeah, the, like you say, some of the quippy and stuff, there's no reaction, or the reaction doesn't exactly. match up with what's been said. Um, and I saw one one shot, and it's just brilliant. I don't know whether it made it into the film. It was certainly in the promotional stuff. And it's basically the team entering the vault, and they're all kind of like guns up, all eyes looking around, like looking, investigating, you know, what's in the corners kind of thing. And you've got Tig stood at the back, just kind of nonchalantly looking almost directly into the camera. Mm-hmm. And I was just pissing myself. I saw that shot, and I was like, oh, for the fuck's sake. Uh, and mm-hmm. it just made me laugh, because everybody has just gone... There's a real problem uh, at times with the way certain shots look. And I was like, yeah, it's because you went back and reshot loads of stuff. So that was one thing that tickled me when I read it. Um, mm. Again, I love Big Dave, uh, you know, and I love zombies. Um, I love the original Dawn of the Dead. I'm not as big a fan of the second one as you, but I, I, I still enjoy it. <laughs> but I'm not going to watch this. I can't watch this because I, I, I already get the feeling I'm going to get to the end. And I'm already going to know the... I don't know the end. Just put FYI. I don't know oh, yeah. the end. Um, but I'm imagining things like Big Dave won't make it out. And that somebody gets bit at the end and it's all like, oh, could potentially setting up a sequel. And all those kinds of things. And I'm like, I don't want to see that again. So I'm just going to move on and tell us what else you've watched. Yeah, that's uh, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head, mate. Oh, it for the piss sake. anything new or interesting okay well then fuck it that's okay. the problem so yeah, yeah you get to the end and you're like oh but that was just like a mishmash of shit i've already seen yeah uh so yesterday i attended the cinema for the first time in god knows how long it's been i can't even remember the last time i went to the cinema no because you didn't go and see because uh, i didn't go when it all yeah exactly i couldn't go because yeah. of me back but um yes i went yesterday to see a quiet place part two Ah. Uh, and I watched uh, the original Quiet Place before I went as well, which was damn good because it literally picks up the second, like the first film ends with uh, Emily Blunt cocking a shotgun and the second one when you, because there's a little sequence early on that's good. Um, but when it catches up to where we left it, she's literally just finished cocking that gun and we're off. So it's very cool. It's got a great opening sequence, which shows you um, sort of what, the outbreak of of the creatures coming in. Um, cause I don't know whether you know much actually, because you're not a huge horror person. But a quiet place is about um, uh, beings uh, have invaded the planet and they react to sound. Mm-hmm. So you have to be silent. And uh, by the end of the first film, we'd worked out that the daughter, um, who had a uh, she's deaf, so she has a hearing aid. The hearing aid was affecting... She could make feedback and affect them with the hearing aid. Like Sonics, like... um, It reminded me of Venom. You know, when Venom gets hit by the Sonics. Um, so, it, yeah, it sort of goes back and, and shows you what happened day one. Largely to introduce Cillian Murphy's character, who we didn't see at all in the first film, to, to show that he was a part of the neighbourhood and stuff. Um, but that's a really cool sequence. Some great stuff. Reminded me a little bit of the uh, the sort of attack sequence from War of the Worlds, which is a, a, a still a great sequence. Uh, there's a bit... The first film gets you by the end of its first sequence. There is There is a part where something incredibly dramatic happens and you find yourself going, ah! And biting your hand and it's insane. 
there's a sequence in this where they're running through some stuff and there's a bear trap. Oh my god, I bit my fist and squirmed in my seat like nobody's business when that happened. I just couldn't. I didn't know how to process it. It was so horrible. Um, but that's sort of all done within the first half an hour, and then it never quite. I was never quite as gripped as I was in those in that sort of first act. Um, not to say it's bad. I just we didn't. It doesn't achieve much. Now it's not to say it necessarily needs to, because the first one doesn't really achieve much. It's just the story of a family trying to survive in this scenario. And this is very much the same. The problem that they've got is in the first one, they made Emily Blunt's character pregnant because it created a huge amount of tension for later sure. in the film when she was going to have the baby. Yeah, it so also makes the dynamics of, of that kind of thing. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant and there's an alien invasion. Yeah. Uh, that adds a, a, a level of stress to that environment. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the, You the can't bit in the move quickly, you can't get around, etc., yeah, etc. Et yeah. And she ends up nearly having the baby in a bath while the creatures are coming closer. And that, that whole sequence in the first one, which is yeah more towards sort of Act 3, just so tense and so gripping because you're like, no, oh, don't scream, don't scream. Ah! But you can see other things happening that will make it be that she can scream and, oh, really good. But this one never quite gets back up to that point. Plus, the problem that you've got now is that that dramatic conceit from the first one is now a crutch. Because babies cry when they're baby yeah, they baby. Yeah, and they this do. one is a baby baby because we literally picked up after the last film. We haven't left two or three years where the baby mm -hmm. can understand. It's a baby baby. It's going to cry. And I felt that they took way more... There was way more care that went into being quiet in the first one. There was less care in this one. They sort of... Again, in the, in the first one, they spoke in sign language through 90% of the film. Whereas in this one, there's a lot of speech. Now, again, part of that is because Cillian Murphy's character doesn't speak sign language. But I don't understand why when he's not with the rest of the family, why the rest of the family aren't speaking in sign language again. Because mm -hmm. that was something I really enjoyed about the first one. Is, is I mean, the, the, the thing with it is it's cracking and it's better than most horror films. Uh, you know, it's an hour and a half long. Perfect. That's what we want. The first one was about the same. But yeah, I just don't feel it ever quite reaches the height that the first one got to. Um, but it still has all the attention to detail, because that's what amazed me with the first one, was the the pure attention to detail in everything. The the You're going through a supermarket, and what's the only thing that's left on the shelves? Crisps. Because you wouldn't eat crisps in a, no in a place where sound will get you killed. Um, they're playing Monopoly at one point, and they've replaced every hard piece with something soft and fabricy, including the hotels. You know, that is that is some fantastic attention to detail to think about how you would continue to do these things in a world where you can't make any sound whatsoever. Um but yeah, good film. Not quite didn't quite get reach the heights of the first one for me, but I do still think it's very good. And there we go. Do, do you reckon they'll churn out another sequel to it? Is this another? I don't know. They're... I mean, you could. Yeah. It was my thought while I was watching this one. I was like, can you do another one? And yeah, you could. Because like I say, this one didn't really 
you know, it didn't push on anywhere. It didn't. It explored the world a bit more, and we got to meet some other humans. But of course, it's been more than a year, so humans are vicious cannibals with red eyes for some reason. I didn't really understand why that was. Mm, it was yeah. never explained. Um, and you only saw them briefly. Yeah, a couple it, of bits that I've read about it. Um, uh, I mean, as you say, it's it's not in my wheelhouse. Uh, you know, horrors, thrillers, that kind of thing. It's it, it, it's not you know it's not something that I jump at. Uh, just a couple of things that I have read about it do make me go. Mm, it'd be it'd be interesting, but uh, then I've also heard similarities and comparisons to um, signs and mm, yes. um. Also, one 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 thing I read, and I, uh, you know, ba- based on what you were saying there about the noise, uh, was um, Mars attacks. As weird as that sounds, something said it's a cross between Mars attacks and signs at times, uh, and I was like, what? Mm. And they explained themselves uh, based on the sound, where obviously the was it? I think it was the Grand Mars uh, record in in Mars attacks that kills everything. And signs it's water. So I was like, okay, so they've kind of taken little bits of other things. Um, again, from what I've read, the, the the original, the first one was very well done. The second one feels like they wanted to get a sequel out. Um, mm. So, but again, you know, that, that, that's fair play. If, for those people that enjoy it, fair play. That's fine, you know. It, I've heard I've heard good things. Uh, you know, it, it, if you like that genre and if you enjoyed the first one, you will enjoy the second one. Uh, but yeah, it's not uh, broken the mold, uh, which I think the first one seemed to have done uh, in terms of doing something a little bit new. Uh, you know, this is just carried on that train. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. So, okay then, let's turn to some different stuff. We are going to look today at, let's say, YouTube as a thing. I do. This all came around by um, uh, yourself introducing me to a channel on YouTube called Neebs Gaming. I'll put links in the description to all the stuff we're going to talk about so you guys can go and have a look if you want to. Um, he says just making a note, but his pen won't work. Come on! Why have I picked the only fucking pen on my table? That yeah, you shatter the pen. You you tell that pen. Oh, there we go. You, you write pen. Uh, sure that'll make it work. Links. So, yeah, Neebs Gaming. N-E-E-B-S. Now, you go, You came across these guys. I don't know. Did you discover them through Twitch or did you discover the YouTube? No, no. It was the it was the YouTube. Um, I was, uh, at the time, I think I was looking at Seven Days to Die. And I was just curious about a couple of things so i googled about seven days to die and came across uh the cinematic series of neebs and i was like okay these these guys seem entertaining and that just spun out from there and that's been i want to say two three uh, maybe three years now uh i've been watching neebs on and off um mm. so yeah that's that's initially how i found them mm. so now, uh, so let's try and explain what they do. They, they, what they do is they call it cinematic gameplay. So what they do, and again, if you go back to the, uh, I'll get into the the history of it in a minute, but they, yeah, they use in in certain video games, you they have an extra character in there essentially providing 
a third person sort of movie spectator camera, cam almost. Yes, yeah, the spectator, uh, spectator cam. cam sorry, it, yeah. yes, that's what it's called. So the spectator cam can move around, do whatever they want. They're not seen in other people's shots and things. So you can get some movie angles. You can get some, you know, some cool looking visuals and things. But then you can also cut to the people who are actually talking or in a, a particular scene. Um, you, you can cut between their points of view as well and intersperse that. So it just makes it a more dynamic experience than watching some one person play a game on their own and talk you through it um now youtube as a whole obviously i don't think they actually do the originals anymore but youtube did start doing its own original content uh for for a period of time um and that is another thing that that brought it into my head for this uh for this particular episode is you know could we or should we consider youtube as part of um the other streaming platforms because again you can you can stream tv shows and movies on youtube and you know episodes of old tv shows are on youtube and the you know the the, the figures for youtube's viewing are are astronomical oh, yeah. um really so what yeah what are people watching um hang on i just want to look something up uh, googling live on air dead air dead air come on now right <laughs> so so almost every day almost Five billion videos are watched mm -hmm. on YouTube every day. Eight out of ten 18 to 49-year-olds watch YouTube. That's insane. Yeah. So, what's on there? Why do people watch it? Because obviously we have our, our own stuff on there, and that's quite uh, what you would call long-form, but long-form stuff does seem to do quite well on this platform, uh, as long as it's the right type of stuff. Um, then, of course, you've got all the short-form things. But um, my daughter uh, got into a channel, uh, which is The Crew, I think. Um, I'll put a link to them as well for any people who want you know, younger ones to, to point it out, because the, the, the unfortunate thing about Neeps Gaming is I feel it's a bit sweary, but I know they're from listening to their podcast, they're very often talking about 12-year-olds watching their stuff, and I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not, with some of the jokes that Aptro makes. Uh... But yeah, the ones my daughter watched did a um, Minecraft. I think it was um, a server or a, a, a game. It was called Yandir High School. So they were high school students, and it was a whole roleplay thing within... Uh, within the the game that they were doing, um, and obviously we've watched things on Twitch that are uh, what you would call RP, um, and that doesn't stand for received pronunciation. Um, you know, role play games. Um, Venlis and remind me some of the others. Yeah, so uh, Ven. I can't remember the old Atlas people that we were doing. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, no, yeah. So Venalis is uh, is is the guy I still follow on Twitch and uh, still uh, still do my uh, Twitch Prime with him uh, every month because I, I I think he's a great content producer. Yes, he, uh, he is, and I th I think he does a lot for that community as well because uh talking now we're at the beginning of june now and uh yes i think it was yesterday a couple of days ago new version of arc called genesis 2 so uh the, the, the yes, game called right. arc genesis 2 recently released now because of the success of their rp community yeah then and darkseid put up a new server uh so they did a arc server a couple of days ago and i have already watched uh some of Ven's stuff and he's playing uh limpet um absolutely hilarious um he, he i didn't realize this but you'll you'll get you'll understand this reference not many people would uh but apparently limpet is the character from which redwood is based on so uh that ooh, uh kind of stuff oh, from yeah, redwood yeah. apparently limpet originated that so these are the little things i was like oh my god didn't know this so yeah he's he's kind of diving back into the rp stuff um there's a lot of other rpers ke uh is uh katie rue is the other person who was Redwood that we used to watch back in the day. Uh, Pony Punch is out there as well. He's fantastic. Um, I think, uh, you know, he, he does some hilarious stuff. Uh, I believe he's based in Sweden, um, and he's a proper funny guy. Fist of the Walrus as well, uh, another excellent RPer. Uh, and Classy Pax, uh, who, I mean, recently, yeah, oh God, yeah, that was the video I forgot to mention uh where gassy mexican so a bunch of the guys they actually did this as an rp so this is kind of this is related to what we're talking about so a little while ago they played uh stellaris which is a game um action kind of strategy game where you build up star systems and you build up a fleet and stuff like this so they did a a, a kind of uh a, a marathon uh, i think it was to promote the game because it had done an update so Gassi was there, Ven was there, Burke Black was there as well, Cletus was there, uh, and so uh, so was Classy. So end up with Classy, and he takes on this persona. Now he is fully dressed to the nines for this. He's got like makeup on and stuff like this, like glittery stuff, and he looks ridiculous. But what is great is that he RPs throughout the entire thing, and he ends up winning the game. And for, I'm not joking, you watch the video, and you're just like... How has he done this? And he stays RP the entire time. And it is fucking hilarious. I was giggling like a schoolgirl mm -hmm. because they keep into their roles. They love their RP. And I think that's like you say, with, with this stuff where they create their characters and they stay true to those characters is just as good as any other TV show. Um, if they play true to that character and they don't go outside that, then that's even more fun. Obviously, when you're watching somebody on Twitch, it's a different thing. Like Ven, he'll drop into the character of Galdrick, who was one of the things that got me into watching the Dark Side stuff because he created this character, Galdrick, who was just so funny, so lovable, and just had a few little catchphrases and things like that. And you can't help but love him, and you get engrossed in that community. And that's where these guys are. That's why they play off of so well against each other in Twitch they'll you know then we'll do dark side rp and loads of the people in that community and loads of people on twitch will be drawn to dark side rp because they know that there's going to be a great fan base they know that there's going to be a bunch of great content creators that are all going to come together and the viewing experience with twitch is is different to how we're discussing youtube mm -hmm. as you say there's one character it's one perspective because you're watching one person 
But what I love about Twitch is that you can go in there and you could be watching them and you could be watching uh, the, the story of Limpet and then you come across another character and you go, that guy sounds hilarious. Oh, wait, my Twitch, is, my Twitch stream has just finished. Okay, I'm going to jump over to this character. And then you pick up the threads of another character and another story and you can go on and on and on. And that's kind of the stuff that I loved about when we fell in love with uh, the Atlas RP way back. Mm. That mm. I fell in love with the crew, uh, you know, Goldrick's crew and Redwood's crew, um, and I love those guys. And I would follow different members of the team to see what they've been up to that day, because they created this little family unit. Um, and that was the great thing about Twitch with YouTube and with Neebs. We we begin, you know, you, you start at the beginning of Neebs and and you go through. Even now, you could pick up the characters who they are and their little mannerisms and things like that. But the more of the series that you watch, the more you see of those characters, um, as opposed to the RP where they're, they're constantly creating new characters. These are very much the same people all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure they are themselves exaggerated to 100% uh, as, as you kind of should do in these kind of scenarios. But as you watch the, the camaraderie, the friendships, between each of the the Neeb series, for example, it's very different to how some of the RP stuff plays out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you say, the RP stuff is is yeah, it's role play, isn't it? It's it's but yeah, it, yeah I I totally agree. Back in the day, they um when we were watching that art, the Atlas stuff, yeah, I if I only watched then in the evening then the next day i'd go and watch katie's point of view from the previous day to know what she did yeah so that when i watched them in the evening and they met up again i'd know what she'd been up to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um and that's it that's where at times i love twitch i i, I love twitch for the fact that it's constantly streaming um the only thing that 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 made me start love uh, falling in love. Sorry, with Neebs Gaming was the fact that it was structured and the story was there. Like, if I missed missed a day or two on Twitch, I was two days behind and I didn't really know where we were or what we were doing, and I'd miss some cool stuff. Whereas when you do things on YouTube, they're edited down, so the the story is there, not it's in in its entirety but enough of a compressed version of that story that you can get it. Whereas sometimes if you missed a day on Twitch, you felt like you'd lagged behind, which isn't a bad thing because that's not the, uh, that's not what that medium is for. That, that is continuous streaming. The only thing that is uh, one thing that I would say is I would love dark side IP to do their YouTube channel where yeah, it follows some of these characters and they put a video, you know, end of day video together or something, but the amount of effort that it would take to do that. Yeah would be astronomical because you're talking so many different Twitch streamers, uh, so many different characters trying to get all of their sound, all their video together and stuff like that. So I understand the logistical nightmare of what it is, but yeah, one day that would be fantastic. And I'm sure they look at it in the same way as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, so looking at Neebs themselves. So I started with, as you say, the uh, seven days to die uh, series which I think they'd kind of, I think they kind of found the formula by the time they started doing that series. Um, I enjoyed a lot more some of the uh, like the the early Minecraft one, which isn't actually very interesting because they don't do very much. But I like um, I liked seeing how 
I liked seeing the development. Character building as well. Yeah, because on the first, on the Minecraft one, you only saw one person's point of view because they yeah. didn't have all the computers to be able to record yet or do, um, but they were recording all the audio. But it was funny. You just, uh, you could see Neebs himself because it was his camera getting, uh, getting used to, oh, well, hang on, I can spin the camera around, look back at myself and get everyone behind me. And we've got a nice little end of the episode scene of everyone looking at the audience. Um, and then when they went through to Ark, that's where they really seemed to nail down what they wanted to do. But again, you look at some of their recent work now, or the the, the newest Minecraft series they did, or any of the Ark stuff that they've they've done in the last few years, it 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 is, uh, for want of a better word, a, a production. They mm-hmm. wait on the map to do their scenes so that the spectator cam is ready to stick on them while they're doing their scene um it's not scripted but it is planned i guess you would say so i um it reminds me very much of the way that uh christopher guest and his gang work um oh they were you know uh spinal tap mm-hmm. mighty wind best in show that sort of stuff where it's we go into a scene we know where the scene is starting and we know where we want the scene to end but there's no written dialogue for it so the actual dialogue that comes up between the characters in that scene is totally improvised and that's you know that's what you're at now with Neebs. they have they have an a story and a b story for each episode because they even break the fourth wall and reference it a few times yeah um but that that's how you write TV. Yeah. You have an A story and a B story and you go along and then you tie them up at the end or whatever, you know? That so if if they're using techniques of filmmakers, like I say, plan out the scene, know what you want the scene to achieve, but dialogue is totally improvised. If you want that, then you know that sorry, that that is your you know, you, you there's so many comparisons here between traditional TV and movies, and what these guys are doing. I just really think it needs it does need to be thought of in the same context. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if you think about like animation, uh, you know, again, animators go in, they uh, animate a, a product, and there's the characters, and there you go, there's an animated show. The difference with this is that the animation itself has come from gameplay. Yeah, it doesn't make it any less. Uh, instead of okay, I'm handcrafting all of these drawings, or you know, using a computer to do do all of this animation. Well, actually, we've got the molds and and we've got the world because there's there's a game here. We're using these characters and we're creating it. And it, it, it you know, like you say, going back over some of the earlier series, the the uh, Neebsylvania is the first Minecraft series of, of mm. Neebs. And then they did a cinematic version. It's the best way, you know, it's in their playlist and it's the Minecraft cinematic version. And they purposefully use ray tracing so that everything stands out. Everything looks beautiful. Everything looks glorious. And I sat there and I was just like, you know, it reinvigorated my interest of playing Minecraft again, as we've discussed, because you look at it visually and you go, God, I wish, you know, I could have it like that. And Again, when we've been watching Ark or we've been watching Seven Days, you see some of the structures that they built uh, mm. and some of the stories that they do, especially on a Horde night. Uh, so for, for those of you who, who don't know, Seven Days to Die is a survival game where every seven days a horde of zombies will come and attack you. 
your aim within the seven days is to build up a base build up fortifications and survive the horde so their their whole thing is instead of just building one base and that survives all the time their whole thing is every seven days a new base is built and somebody else builds it so it's a new design and everybody it, so they have a bit of fun everybody's role changes kind of every seven days or so and how they shoot that and everything is very important again because uh, you know they've got to show the gameplay itself but they've also got to show moments of stupidity uh, yeah. which there which of which there are plenty these guys aren't afraid to fail in fact they seem to relish those opportunities where they fail or get thicked um yeah and so you go through some of the series now they've just started a recent one uh called rust uh it's a it's a game that i was familiar with it's very heavy pvp it's it's too heavy pvp for my liking but yeah, yeah i i saw it, it, it too yeah and but again the the graphics and everything that they've got it looks so bloody good that mm-hmm. it actually puts other stuff that i've seen on netflix completely to shame like you fall in love with these silly lovable five guys uh uh, plus you know anthony and and, and ada uh, and you you fall in love with these individuals they are all very quirky they've all got very different personality traits they're all good at some things they're all bad at some things or like simon's good bad. at carpentry and bad at playing yeah. video games exactly like he he knows the words to describe what this roof is and that roof is and how that would look because he used to do construction and that's it they bring their real world experiences to the game and that just makes it hella funny at times yeah yeah absolutely and with youtube We've got stuff like Neebs Gaming now, where yeah, it's uh, you know content creators. That's that. I think that's the key. They they refer to themselves, and it's same with Twitch as well. They refer to themselves as content creators because that's it now. It's creating content. Uh, you know, it it depends on what people would define that content as. But there are YouTube videos out there of teaching you how to cook. That's the essentials of a cooking show. You know, you don't need to watch Jamie Oliver or stuff like that. There's hundreds of people on YouTube that do it. Mm. You know, if you want to learn how to paint, uh, you know, a wall. Well, guess what? There's videos on YouTube that shows you how to paint a wall. That's the thing. Like, YouTube now has become so big for so many different things. Obviously, there's a lot of tripe on there. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's a lot of people like, ooh, I'm going to eat this hot chili. Watch my reactions and see if I cry. Fuck off. That's not the stuff I'm interested in. Yeah. But what watch me overreact to pathetic stimulus. Yes, exactly. Um but at the same time, there is a if 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 there is a market for that and people want to watch it, then by all means, you know, yeah. I don't watch terrestrial TV. I don't have a TV license because I don't watch terrestrial TV. Everything I watch is on demand now. I watch a lot of Neebs gaming, I watch a lot of YouTube, Cultaholic and Burt Black and all those kind of guys up up down down. You know, this is just a bunch of wrestlers playing video games again but it's entertaining because the people who are playing it and the camaraderie that they have with each other everything is you know very much becoming on demand now and the way we view media is completely different Mm. completely different now and it makes me annoyed when people uh, dismiss stuff dismiss sorry stuff like twitch and say i can't believe that people would watch a person gaming have you ever done it have you actually ever watched Mm. it have you ever enjoyed certain people now i'm not talking about the the just chatting 
uh, I did that in air quotations, or the yeah, yeah. hot tub parties where, where, where girls are just basically getting the tits out and basically they should just join OnlyFans. If that's yeah, the career let, you want to go down... No, let's be fair. Yeah. If they were actually getting their tits out, I might be interested. Okay, they're yeah, not. Okay, okay, they're on yeah. Twitch. Yeah, they're sat in a hot tub in a bikini. It's like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> okay. There is a target demographic there. That that's fine. I know. I think porn. back and I think, well, if I was a fourteen-year-old lad, yeah, but it would porn. probably be like, perfect. I don't understand. Like, why are you watching hours of a streamer in a hot tub when there's porn there? Now, I'm not not saying everybody no, go, go suddenly watch porn. But what the fuck? You know, I don't understand. I don't understand that logic. Yeah. But oh, I'm going to search out this sexy hot tub streamer. No, if you just want porn, go to porn. Go, yeah, go just go to porn. porn there's, there's like a, a billion, half of the internet, over half of the internet is there for porn. Let's face yes. it. And now the rest is being filled with YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> but these guys, you know, Neves, we go, keep going back to Neves, but it's because these guys, the camaraderie they have, they are so very enjoyable to watch. Each of their videos is slightly different. The games that they play is slightly different. They'll do different pairings. They'll have different ideas of what they want to do. But they do class themselves as cinematic gameplay. They don't want to put anything out there that looks shit. Yeah, absolutely. I believe they restarted Rust three times. Because they weren't happy with the initial episode or the second episode. Whereas you look at Summer TV now and you're like, should you really have put that out? Now, we, we can both attest to the fact that uh, wrestling at the moment is probably in its biggest dip for yes. quite some time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, creatively, it has just been an, an absolute hogwash. Uh, and the problem is, is that when you when you see other stuff and you go, oh, okay, this th- these guys are putting cinematic gameplay together, and guess what? They're not putting it out until it's good and ready. Whereas, you know, we we hear reports almost on a weekly basis of you know WWE stars being released and creative writing occurring half an hour before a show mm-hmm. or there I'm being sorry, nothing what? in the creative for people uh, yeah exactly oh sorry we don't have anything for you <laughs> you you guys have a 365 day a year job because you're supposed to be telling stories with these characters all the live long day and they're floundering like nobody's business at the moment and it's just like you know when you look at other avenues of entertainment now like youtube yeah you can understand why ratings for we and for other shows nosedive all the time because if your content is shit and you're not putting it out people will find other avenues now mm, absolutely There's enough of them yeah i mean the uh, yeah neeps is the one i really wanted to look at because well if you type cinematic gameplay and youtube into google you neeps is the top like five or six mm. answers so Although there are others doing it, mm. um, I, I don't think anyone has the same outlook on them because they're all from the movie and TV industry as well, apart from Simon, I believe. But um, I know Dora and Thick uh, have have been in films and still are from time to time. I know yeah. Neebs and Apsro both worked in the film industry in in different ways back in the past, so they they are fans of the medium. And yeah, they've found this way to be able to do this awesome content and put it out there. I mean, again, when I think back to how much, you know, the Seven Days to Die series must be over 30 or 40 hours worth of content Mm. they've got on there. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. All the different versions of the maps and stuff that they've done as it's gone along. 
but I've laughed more at that than than I have at some big TV shows and movies yeah. that are supposed to be funny. I mean, you know, we both know of sequences where they've um, they've been animated because they're that funny that someone's actually done a little two or three minute animation of them uh, and the sequences from the film uh, from the from the episodes. Yeah, the fact it's just uh, that good. The fact that again these these guys are doing their thing and yeah they they they're living off of you know, they're making their living off of YouTube and and Patreon. Mm. But the fact that their community is is so loving that they can make a living off of YouTube and Patreon. It's like okay, they're putting out great content and people are, are eating it up. Uh you know, you listen to some of their podcasts from back in the day people are like why aren't you releasing this more often and it's like because it takes time for us to you know record parts of a, a game and then we edit it they don't even game seven days a week like you and i we you know we, we try and game all week every week if we can because that's what we enjoy they don't they only do like two three days of recording in the evenings to, to do the stuff um so that just you know the outlook on that is very very interesting and uh, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, discussed with you about us becoming part of Patreon with them because I've watched so much of their content now that I feel I should actually contribute towards it. And it's, this is what I've, uh, I, I believe in with Twitch as well. I will happily pay my monthly Twitch subscription to Ven because I think the content he pro produces is better than me buying a fucking TV license and watching any of that shite. I'm paying mm. for the stuff that I want to watch. If I find it enjoyable... I'm happy to pony up and go, you know what? I'm going to give these guys some money because I think the content that they've created has kept me entertained. I haven't needed to buy uh, any DVDs or rent any DVDs. I haven't needed another Netflix, Where the hell would you Amazon rent DVDs from in 2021? Okay, well, you know, rent movies. Okay, sorry, on Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, though, uh, looking at... Um, I'm just looking at Neebs' Patreon. And when you consider that there's... Five main guys plus two full-time editors? At least I always get confused with Ada. Editors. Are there two Adas? No, Ada is... Uh, so there's Ada Hop and then there's Anthony. Yeah, but Ada Hop sometimes is referred to as a girl and Alex. sometimes is a boy. Uh, that's because Alex used to, used to be a guy and is now a girl. Right, that makes perfect sense because as I've gone on, like the Minecraft one, yeah, Ada Hop looks like a female character. Yeah. Whereas I'm listening to podcasts from like 2019 and they're talking about he. Yes. And I was confused. Okay, yeah. that makes sense then. That's good. And that's why it's confused me because I've watched things out of order, I guess. Yes, yes. That's the thing. Again, when I when I was introduced to Ada Hop uh, as the goddess uh, and stuff like that, yeah, I was like, right. oh, okay. And then they went back and I was like, hang on a minute. So yeah, I, I did a Google uh, and there's a funny video and it, it's basically Ada Hop, uh, like everybody going, is, was, was Ada Hop a guy? And then basically it's just Ada Hop kind of looking at the camera and going, kind of, basically, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, cool, d d doesn't, bo doesn't yeah. bother no, me. No, no, it didn't bother me at all. I just got confused. I thought there was two Adas. No, and they no. just called Ada, them both Ada, Alex but... uh, used to be a dude, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, consider that then. So there's seven core staff that we know of. Their Patreon, I say only, Pulls in just short of eleven thousand pounds a month. When you split that, oh, actually, that's still a fair wage, isn't it? It is, uh, but you also consider, you know, uh, it's not bad. They're, everything they're not that they have shite, but... sponsorship-wise, because they do get sponsors and stuff like that. As, yeah, as, yeah, you know, uh, and, and again, probably manscaped. Of... 
yeah, manscaping. Uh, and uh, and I love how Simon always does those those things. Yes. That always cracks me up. Um, but yeah, and again, all of the revenue they get from all of their videos. I mean, you know, looking at the moment, you know, they've, they've released over the course of the last week, they've released uh, what we got there, six videos. Uh, you know, two hundred twenty-seven thousand views is the most, uh, and one hundred eight thousand is is the lowest. Mm. They get good revenue from that, but at the same time every conversation that i hear is you know all their patreon money they they seem to have a finance from youtube all their mm -hmm. patreon money seems to go back into the product that's good that's good but yeah i'd say i think um of watching everything i think the seven days to die stuff's the most fun because it's the most dynamic it it uh, because of the Horde Nights, you do get different things happening in, in at different times and things. And the more I've watched their arc series, the more they're becoming a bit samey. Even though they're trying to mix it up. At the point I've just reached, I'm like, oh, it's all a bit samey now. But I know they're about to probably start using tech, which will then make it more interesting, because that's something I haven't seen them do. Um... And then you've got the the sort of solo ones like the Subnautica and things like that. And again, like you say, they don't like Subnautica is supposed to release every week. I don't think we've had an episode in about a week and a half, but mm -hmm. it, it's because they will want it to be ready. Yeah. They'll and... want it to be a hundred percent before they release it. And Subnautica is a different type of one. Yeah, it's uh, it's like you say, it's one player, and the the way that they're doing that is is very interesting. Uh, and the fact that the the makers of Subnautica as a game recognise the fact that the community of Neebs, uh that they they had access to the uh, for the first version of the game they had access to the um, to the early access version of the game so they went and they did some gameplay and they released some videos uh, and by the time the game was actually released in full because of the reception because of the publicity that they got through Neebs, Neebs and Apsro actually appear in subnautica as uh people technicians that that call up at one point mm. so that's actually within the game so they got back into the game nice uh, and loads of people were like playing the game going uh, and then messaging going i just said you guys in the game what the hell and that's <laughs> it because you know they they love the game so much they publicized it they did the videos and the makers of the game recognized them and just went well these guys are really good they, they're giving us free publicity in a sense We'll get them in the game, and they did. And that those are the little things that I love, like when communities and, and games like that acknowledge the people that make their game successful. For stuff like Ark and GTA, okay, there's a lot of people out there that would watch that stuff anyway. But and for, especially for GTA, my God, there's so much GTA content out there. Yeah. Their stuff is very unique again because if you've enjoyed them as characters in all the other games, put them in the GTA environment, and you'll have fun with it. And that's kind of what's really enjoyable. They they stick to survival games where there can be four or five of them at a time because the more of them there are, the more stories and more opportunities and things like that they get to go. And for those of you who are a little bit too old now who don't have the time to sink yourself into games and would really like to enjoy the content of a game and see where it goes, the, these are the kind of things that go, you know, yeah, Valhalla. Uh, sorry, not Valhalla, Valheim. Which everybody was talking about last year. You, you, me, and and Baggy, we've mm -hmm. we've played, and we really enjoyed that. But if you don't have the time, you hear about the exam, you don't have the time to play them, but want to see what they're about. 
then these are the kinds of things where you can see the gameplay you can see a story being crafted in that world um and, and that that's also a good thing um so yeah i don't think i really have a huge amount more to say about them i think that certainly needs i i'd love to I don't know. I, I think the whole point of this was just to raise awareness to a, an audience that may not know about them. Because, like I say, if you're a a fan of, of comedy and entertainment, I, I think you're missing out on a trick by not watching some of the stuff that these guys are doing. Yeah, it's it, like I say, it's uh, I mean, the thing with the Neebs gaming community is it's it's good cinematic gameplay, and I am sure that there are other cinematic gameplay makers on youtube i mean let's face it there's there's practically everything on youtube now that's just a given um but what makes this community and makes these bunch of guys special is the camaraderie and uh the, the way they bounce off of each other when you find yeah. a good show like i say when it comes to always sunny in philly or yeah. mythic quest or any of the shows that i really enjoy it's the characters that make that up like the actors portraying those characters they they do it but if if it's a shitty character and i don't enjoy it i'm not interested uh, these guys are very much themselves ramped up to 11 uh you know that that's how they are but it works so very well because they are very lovable people um you 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 want to despise some of them at times thick killing off cooter you bastard um mm -hmm. and you, at times you just want to scream at simon for his stupidity and not getting a game uh you just want to giggle at dora because he's just you know fucking around and poking a pole in somebody's face that each of them has their quirks and that is what makes them very very entertaining there are other things out there of similar quality but it's when you find this right group of people uh i think group of like-minded people their humor is my humor very much yeah same that, here. that's what it, it makes it work yeah, I enjoy trying to fit us all to uh, the 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 character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, I'm one I think sure I'm most like, or you're most like, or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm really still not sure who I am. I feel like I'm a little bit of each of them in some. Yeah, way. I'm little bits of each. I know I'm I, I I'm quite apt to most of the time building and uh, uh, below the belt jokes. Um, but. Yeah, unfortunately, Dave is our thick and uh, kills animals. Yeah, he is absolutely our thick. <laughs> well, I suppose we mentioned that actually before we go. Um, so yeah, we uh, I don't know how many gamers we have listening to us. I've, I've, there's no demographic breakdown for that. Um, if anyone plays Ark, um, the Screen Masters also play Ark, and we have a tribe, and we play on the Astral Imperium servers. Um, I'll leave a link in the description, but if anyone wants to come and find us, we're currently on the PvE Ragnarok map, um, near where and the yeah, Barmery just... was. Yeah, um, and... Uh... You'll see us on the beach, uh, yeah. in the castle, or the chateau, or the vault, and <laughs> you, can, uh, you can come and say hello if you want to, in the... Well, I was going to say in the real world, but of course it's not. So, you know. No, no. But anyway, in the gaming world. If anyone yeah, plays no, Ark and is interested, come and see us. Yeah, we if, we uh, live if, on the uh, beach. Other games that the, the, the Screen Masters community, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build on this and call ourselves a community now. If there's other Screen Master community members that uh, like this kind of survival gameplay and 
don't because this is the other problem that we, we we found is that there are a lot of people that want to play these games but don't because they don't have people to play them with i yes. see the comments in the neebs gaming from time to time like these guys are having so much fun i wish i could join them kind of a thing yeah i by wish i means, had the friends if, to do it exactly by all means if if there's people out there that that don't have people that necessarily want to play these kinds of games and think Screen Masters might be uh, might be fun to, to tag along with for an evening. By all means, give us a shout. We'd be more than happy to let you join us. Indeed, indeed. And like I say, at the minute, we are in the PvE Ragnarok map on the Astral Imperium server cluster. Um, but yeah, obviously, you can send us a message through the Facebook or tweet us or however you want to get in touch. But um, yeah, for now, I think we will leave it there. Uh, unless you've got any finishing statements? No. 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 Nor do I. So. <laughs> I shall say that this... Uh, I've been Bav. I have been Fluff. And this has been Screen Masters.